Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome, parents. We are here in the month of May, and we are talking about how to build a great childhood for your kids. And we are having so much fun talking to our kids about their childhood. So week one, we had kids one and four. Week two, we had kids... uh, No, 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 we had kids one and five. Week two, we had kids two, three, and four. I get so mixed up. But I won't get mixed up today because we have the last two kids, number six and seven, with us today. And we're going to talk to them about their childhood and what made it awesome and maybe what were some struggles with it. Okay, so to start off with Maddox, tell us a little bit about your brother, McCade. All right. Um, my little brother, McCade, is the wee little baby of the family, <laughs> which is a title he takes with honor. That kid loves to be the baby, but um, he is a hard worker, and if he sets his mind to something, he'll do it. Uh, if he wants a computer, he'll save up $800 or whatever that is to get it, and if yeah. he wants to get better at basketball, he'll set his mind to it and um, get it done. He's also laughs at everything, which makes my jokes sound a lot more funny than they actually are, so thanks. All right, so McKay, introduce Maddox to us. Um, he is... Um, the bigger brother, he's very tall, and um, he's a very godly man, and he's very good at showing people how, like, a good example how to be a godly man. Um, he's also a um, very good worshiper. He also um, is very devoted to what he needs to be done. So I'm really glad that you think Maddox is a man, but he's in ninth grade. He's also <laughs> really tall, so he becomes a man. Yeah, and so Maddox is a ninth grader, and McCade is a sixth grader. And so growing up, you guys were always called the little boys, which I think is pretty crazy because Maddox is substantially taller than me now, and McCade is almost eye level, so he's going to pass me pretty soon. But what was like, life like growing up as the little boys? Well, it was kind of like you're like the little person, so you're kind of like getting parented by the other <laughs> siblings. And so you were, and then you also just were like, there's a lot of other people, like older people coming to the house. So you're always like trying to be the person that would be like the cool person, I guess, to like all their friends <laughs> and stuff like that. So you try to fit in, but like it wouldn't really work at all because they would always end up asking you to leave to go, uh, <laughs> go inside. And so... Yeah. So you got asked to leave a lot. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. But then sometimes you wanted to leave because you were in a lot of adult conversations, and it was kind of boring sometimes, wasn't it? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe like this one. <laughs> it's um, it's it's just an adult world that we're living in. It's um, it's just different. We were uh, sitting at the kitchen table and there's conversations where they just go right over our heads and then we just have no clue what's going on and um yeah just conversations like that and um just like like sometimes we like they go out to dinner or like they go to wob at 12 o'clock when we had to stay home or something like that um which is kind of being left out 
but it's we we were the center of attention a lot of times too because we were little boys and so uh, it kind of balances out but it's definitely an adult world which also left y'all with kind of together a lot so you did a lot of stuff together so talk about that a little bit what did you guys do together growing up as kids um, well, we did a lot of, like, make-believe games, you could say, so we kind of used our, like, imagination to make these games that we could use together, where we'd have these, like, powers and stuff like that, or we would play with, like, Legos or maybe toys that we had, and we would make something up with that, too. Yeah, our imaginations were very, very active, <laughs> and so That's we good. did um, a really good job of playing with each other, uh, especially those homeschool days. Those were the days where we really we had plenty of time <laughs> and so much time to where was my mother, <laughs> AKA my teacher. And so, um, yeah, like getting on bikes and just going down the fourth of that long driveway, just going and, um, playing with Legos and we each had our own character in our own universe. And whenever we get a new character, we'd introduce them and, um, yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of superheroes, a bunch of powers, but those are, those were the days. Did you always tell McCade what to do? Um, not really. He, he did a good job of sharing his opinion and sharing his point. I mean, of, of course I was the dominant one and the smarter one and the more imaginative one, yeah. but <laughs> and he, the more humble and the more humble one. Exactly. <laughs> but he did a great job of sharing his opinion. He had genius ideas too. He always kept the swords. I was really mad. <laughs> <laughs> the Lego swords, the baby Lego swords. <laughs> he would never give me one. He had two. <laughs> well, you guys shared a room for I don't I feel like it was your whole life until we moved into the new house. What was that like sharing a room with a... Um, uh, going to bed was the toughest thing ever. We would just talk and talk and talk. And I remember McCabe would just like sing, just like <laughs> songs entirely. <laughs> and he, the, what, the, what we'd do is he'd sing worship songs. And so he'd sing worship songs. I'd be like, McCade, go to bed. He'd say, but they're worship songs, Maddox. <laughs> I was like, dude, go to bed. I don't care. And how old is McCade at this McCade time? McCade is maybe four, like maybe. <laughs> and so he's just singing away. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and so that's just, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Well, and think about know. it. He was in church, you know, a lot when he was little. I mean, when he mm-hmm. was younger. So he heard those worship songs. That's Those are some of the songs he knew. Mm-hmm. What was your impression, McCade, of those nights in bed or, or when you're sharing a room together? Yeah, I just remember going to bed, him going on the top bunk, and then just having having somebody to talk to. And then I remember, like, whenever he'd, like, go to bed or not paying attention, I'd push him to the bottom of his bed trying to get him to talk to me more because <laughs> I didn't want to go to bed. And so, yeah, I just remember having him, like, above me, so I just had somebody to talk to in those years. I just was so talkative. Which yeah. I still am talkative. And you guys, are, <laughs> yes, and, and and you guys have really developed a friendship from that time. I mean, did that as you grew up? Did that friendship as you separated rooms and things like that? What's happened to your friendship over over the years? And being the still the last two in the family. Yeah. So. Um, it's a little different, like him being in high school and me being in middle. Or nope, me being, <laughs> me being in high school and him being in middle school. Um, it's a little different, just because we're at different stages of life. But um, we, I mean, just as close, especially doing basketball together. But um, I don't think we'll ever grow apart or anything like that. We're just we know each other and we talk to each other about our lives. So we just open up to each other. And video games are a good thing to connect to, and sports and 
Um, our lives are very intertwined. We're both introverted. We're similar people. That's good. You mentioned some things that you guys are making sure you're keeping in common, even though you're what three school years apart, right? And then two, you know, age years apart that, and it does get hard between middle school and high school. There's things that you start, you don't have in common as much, mm-hmm. but I love that you said that you're, you're always going to be knit together because you've got sports and video games is another way to do that. So that's good. So McKay, as, as you got older in the household, you know, Maddox started to do more stuff in high school with Michael, who we saw a couple of weeks ago. And Michael even talked about becoming, you know, really good friends with you. Mm-hmm. How did that happen as they've grown older? Have you felt some some distance with your relationship with Maddox or what's been going on with that? Yeah, there's been a little bit of distance, but there's also been that, that connection that you can always go to him. And so it also, like, kind of brought Michael into the relationship because he used to be the big brother that was always the person that was, like, the big boy that no one really hanged out with and maybe that we, like, wrestled with and stuff like that. And so it kind of brought him into, like, the relationship and that he was, like, another one of the brothers so we could hang out with him more and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good. So it was really like adding somebody else instead of subtracting, right, Mm -hmm. in some ways. Is that right? Yeah, I was just going to say that um, I feel like that Maddox has probably been um, our stand-in parent for McCade. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, there's several times that you've like, you guys are going to need to parent him on this. And we're like, why, buddy? You're doing such a good job. (laughs) Yeah. um, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of people. The attention goes everywhere. And, um, yeah, there's just times where, especially at Mimi's house, we're just, it's just us two and me, me and granddad. And we're just like, maybe you shouldn't have that piece of candy. Maybe not. Maybe, but <laughs> maybe, the maybe, eighth piece of maybe candy. not the eighth piece. Of, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't watch TV for 12 hours straight, but right. which we loved. But, um, yeah, just a little, a little bit of an old, older parent. Did that annoy you when Maddox parented you or did you even notice it, McKate? I didn't really notice it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a true fact. I might should not eat that candy. <laughs> Yeah, magic, ma- magics. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're called magics and McCake by some friends of ours. But um, yeah, McCade is very logical, and so he um, welcomed any and all parenting. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of goes into what we really wanted to talk about: is just letting your kids be kids. Mm-hmm. Just. Like these two guys, we pulled them into an adult world. And like we had said earlier at the beginning of the conversation, they were set at a table to talk about adult conversation. And they were thrown into, I mean, the sisters were getting married. And so we were talking about weddings and we were talking about honeymoons. And then the sisters had babies. And so we started talking about that. And so you guys have been pulled into an adult world. How did you stay little kids in that? Like what kept you guys being in your childhood, I guess. Um, mainly just like kind of, kind of like keeping thinking of other stuff because like you couldn't really pay attention to the conversation whenever you're at the dinner table. It was kind of over your head. Yeah, and so like you would like try to make stuff up or something, or like try to like make a story in your head, or think about something that you've been like doing before. But then you also might like try to make like what the conversation was about, trying to think of what it was. And then also like trying to bring them into your world, like the other adults into your world. And so like 
and or like making like making somebody laugh or something or like doing something to try to make them laugh and like kind of bring like yeah, I'm still a kid or whatever. And so that's such a good point. And Kate, I want to talk about that to the parents for just a second. That So your little kids might not sit at the table. That might look very different for them. In their head, they might not be making stories. Instead, they might be lapping the, the restaurant table or the kitchen table, or they might be throwing a fit, or they might be irritated at that situation. And so we just ask you to press in and understand the the situation, if you've asked your child to be a part of an adult world, they can do it for a little bit, but they're going to get worn out pretty quick. And so just understand that. Yeah. And it seems to me as you're, as I think about y'all's childhood and let me ask, let me ask it as a question, but um, you were in adult situations, but also we had already parented five kids. Mm -hmm. So we had some experience and we had really, you know, as we say in the book, had adjusted our styles of parenting a lot. So really, in so many ways, there was a lot of hands off parenting. You guys kind of got to do a lot on your own. Even today, you know, we were talking the other day, Maddox, about how um, how different we are with you in terms of consequences versus kids you know that are in your grade and McKay probably the same way um what are some ways that you what do you get in trouble for and what mm. do you, what are some things that happens to you and, and how do we parent you um today it's different from the way you see other kids getting parented right um i just want to say like i've, I've never been grounded like i like i've just <laughs> never it's not like out of my vocabulary out of whatever that is and so because you've never done anything wrong not because of that <laughs> just because like you've never been caught <laughs> <laughs> exactly right no um but y'all y'all done a good job of like teaching me right from wrong like i know my right from my wrong also teaching me that right is the better way like doing the right thing is more valuable than doing the wrong thing and so um that's a big part of it but what i do wrong um I, I, I don't, it takes me too long to do stuff or I just like, it goes in one ear and out the other. And those y'all, are the things you get in trouble for. Is that what you're saying? Oh, okay. for, yeah. And so I'll do a good job of reminding me kind of like over and over again of like, Hey, you need to do this. Sunday night, take the <laughs> trash out. And so, um, instead of a grounding cause I did something wrong, it's, a um, talking to, and how can we make this better? You know, it's a, like partnering along with me. And what do you see what's happening with your friends and how's it working with them differently? Um, in my friends, I see a lot of bitterness towards their parents, which is something that is like, I, I just, it, it annoys me because it's like our parents are honestly like our, our first friends and like our best friends. And so the fact that there can be a bitterness in that relationship, um, through just discipline or over discipline, um, but there's there's some kids that are like afraid of their parents, and that's just um, like I, of course I have a healthy fear of y'all. Like I know that y'all can put the hammer down. That's right. <laughs> but uh, I also understand that like y'all want the very very best for me, and sometimes it's hard to see that as a freshman or a, a sixth grader. Is that like like it's giving the motive behind a punishment is very 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 valuable for just us and like casting vision and us understanding why this is happening or why this specific punishment or why we're getting this talking to. Um, yeah. So McCade, what are you seeing in the way that, what do you do wrong and how do we respond to it versus, you know, what's happening with your friends and things like that? Well, one thing I see, like if whenever you um, ground a kid, it doesn't really help them at all. Like if they have no motive behind it, they don't see the meaning behind getting grounded, and so they just think of it as a punishment that you take away their phone. And so 
whenever that just didn't make sense to me. And so I've always seen to do the right thing, and I've always been the quiet kid in the classroom, and I've never really talked because that's just kind of been. I see what my older siblings have been doing, and so I've seen, like, kind of, like, they're respectful to the people, and so I've learned to um, just be quiet, like, around, like, adults or whatever, and, like, to learn to respect them. And so that just, like, has been just a thing that I've learned to do. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say that you were talking, you're talking about the concept of the consequences matching your actions and that that would frustrate you when like one of your friends, something, they did something, but the consequence didn't match their action. That's what just wanted to clarify. Yeah. And I think to wrap it up, I just love for you guys. So you, you are right in the middle of things. You are ninth grade and sixth grade. So maybe older than some parents have kids right now, maybe they have younger kids, but you're not very far away from being a young kid. And so if you had to tell parents one thing, you had to tell parents one thing to, because all these parents want their kids to love Jesus. They want their kids to obey. They want their kids to make the right choices. And, and, you know, you guys are telling some things you've done wrong, but really you make a lot of right choices and, and you've always done that. And so tell these parents what you would say to the parents, if you could sit them down and say, Hey, do this one thing and it will really help you, your child to want to obey and want to do the right thing. Um, if I could say one thing, have good, deep, hard conversations. Um, have Go deep with your kids. Tell them about what's going on in your life. Like how valuable is that? And um, share them about like tell them about the world and tell them about what's going on in the world. And so um, like I've had an interest in politics and so my dad is teaching me everything about politics. Not me. Not, nope, not mom for <laughs> sure. Um, I wish I cared more about <laughs> politics, <laughs> but, um, like as like questions arise, like take note of that. Um, and just make sure that you have a safe space for them to speak. So why do those deep conversations, I want to help parents connect this. Mm-hmm. Why did deep, um, hard, you co- even said hard conversations, which politics, isn't all, sometimes it's hard, but I mean, <laughs> that's more, you know, surface level stuff. But why do those deep, hard conversations, sometimes you may be hard in terms of like theological, why do they help you to do the right thing? Right. Well, um, they're, they're foundational for my identity and my faith in Jesus. And so those hard conversations where I'm like questioning what the Bible says about it, um, that only builds my faith, you know, that only, um, builds what God's doing in my life. And so, um, those conversations build every part of your character and your identity. And those are like defining conversations where I can go back and think of a time where I had my, like those, those eight minute car rides from here to school where I got to digest my day with mom. Um, I just, it just helps every single part of my life where I get to process it, especially being an external processor. So I get to do it outside of my, um, body. So. And so, McCade, if you could Good. sit a parent down, sit a couple down, and you could tell them one thing to help their grade school kid yeah. do what's right, want to do what's right, um, what would you tell them? Uh, make a relationship with them. Because, like, if you have a, like, um, I feel like if you make a connection with your kid, then it will um, really, like, 
help them to come to you, especially with the deep conversations, then they will know that they can come to you and that they have the like a, a line of defense, you could also say. They also have somebody else to come to if they're going through something. So it really can just like help the kid to know that their parents are with them and that they're there to help them. And so whenever they do do something bad, that the parent will like comfort them. And maybe if they do have a consequence, consequence, that it will like they're, they're, the parents are trying to help them, not trying to just like stop, give, take away their things. That's good. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Thank you for being with us today, boys. You are such a blessing when you can tell parents about your experiences so they know more about how to parent their family. Parents, there's so much to get out of these podcasts this month of, of building a great childhood for your kids. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. I want you to be sure to be here next week as well. We're going to take the three podcasts that we've done this month, and Suzanne and I are going to summarize and give you three key points, three things that we want to flip your thinking on that will dramatically improve the way you build your children's childhood. Thanks for being with us this week. We love you guys. Go be crazy parents, crazycoolfamily.com.